Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick. I got Phil Morley and Ramon Valdez again with me here this afternoon. How are you two guys doing? Doing good, Ben. Fantastic. Fantastic. And it is fantastic. We've got, it's a special guest episode. We have got Peter Galbert. You might know him from fame of fame and fortune of his of his book, Chairmaker's Notebook, um, his chair notes blog, recent milk paint video on, on Vimeo and other Vimeos from Lost Art Press and Lee Nielsen. How are you doing, Peter? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. And thanks for having yeah, me on. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for being on, Peter. Yeah, my pleasure. Super cool to have you on. I know we've it's been, you know, you've been one that we've talked about. Boy, it'd be cool if that guy like actually said he'd do this. I'd be kind of surprised <laughs> that you did. But <laughs> we, yeah, we, well, it's it's nice it's nice to get asked to the prom. You know, it's just nice. It's funny. We all we always seem surprised when people say yes. <laughs> <laughs> And our uh, guests are surprised when they're done that they did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I know all of us, um, you know, follow you by curiously through through Instagram, and mm-hmm. so it's really nice to finally uh, get to sit down. I'm excited to to hear about your story and and you know your well, your journey to to where you've got right now. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, this is awesome. Well, thanks. I made it all the way to my living room, so this is great. Yeah. All right. <laughs> And we we were talking about this before the show. Your living room is in Boston, but your shop is in New Hampshire. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That? It's about an hour and forty minutes door to door, and that's it's just you can get some wonderful space up in New Hampshire. I would I it would be so much more expensive to try and have the space I wanted in uh, Boston, yeah. and then in the country when you when you work with logs and big things like that. You know, the city very quickly stops seeming like the wise move for your, for your yeah. workspace. <laughs> right. <laughs> you tell your neighbors, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chainsaws in the city just always, they always bring people out. So <laughs> Especially with everybody being home right now. Just, yeah. Like, doing? Exactly. Right, yeah. Right. So this, the country just makes more sense for the craft. But it seems sure. like your school, you have a beautiful setting uh, for your school. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's great. Mainly, mainly my favorite thing about it is it's it's also riddled with other craftspeople of all sorts. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so I've got you know I've got a, a community around me, which is something I think uh, any woodworker who's done this for any length of time will know is is a huge asset. If you just have just the ability to say good morning to somebody <laughs> when you get to the shop is is a pleasure. Um, right. So, so now, when, like when you say um, a community around you. Are you sharing the same shop space or are you saying there's other shops? Uh, no, there's there's other shops. I mean, one of the nice things is my shop always brings people in because I teach. So I'm, I constantly have right. a flow of people. But And I also bring on folks to help me out here and there. But sure. it's really the people around me. You know, across the hall is uh, Claire Minahan and Joel Paul. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And then there's, there's uh, other woodworkers. I mean, the whole floor is basically got like, I think there's four other shops on that floor alone. Oh, I think there's wow. 20, 20 something in the whole building. In, I had no we, idea. That's huge. That's, yeah, so this it's, it's is, really this nice. is several several buildings. So your your place is uh, Galbert School of Craft. Yeah, and then there's other buildings that are connected or in the same building. It's and... all in the same huge building. It's one of those oh, okay. unbelievably huge, you know, billion brick buildings right on the wow. river here in Salmon Falls. That, that used to yeah. be a, a mill. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, it was 1848, I think, is when they built it, which just still so blows sure. my mind. Yeah, that's awesome. I always think that someone walked in there one day and said, hey, did you hear Lincoln got shot? 
know? <laughs> right? Oh my goodness, that's what crazy. A crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And how, yeah, I like how it a lot. Have, how long have you been there? Because that's pretty uh, recent, right? Yeah, two and a half years, and okay. I just I just signed up for another three. Okay. Um, figuring by then I better know what I'm doing, and maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll make some actual decisions. And you're able to you're able to still use the facilities now, right? I mean, you can't yeah. have, you can't be doing the teaching right now, right? But right. you're but they haven't like you haven't been no out. you have be no, shut down. Uh, no, it's nice. I I because I work alone in the shop. I can go in anytime I want, and it's it's pretty nice. It's nice. just a short hallway that's communal but the building's pretty empty these days there's there's no one around right right you know and, crazy, and everyone's crazy. very very respectful of the situation so it's right great. that's good you know yeah yeah it's worked out great it's, it's a wonderful place to work it's it has changed my attitude towards my work experience like dramatically from being isolated which is what i was okay, in Boston. yeah so it's really nice yeah see that's um that, i mean that's that's the kind of we've spoken about this many times with other people because it seems like we kind of all share the same story for the most part but most of us are pretty isolated in our mm-hmm. one shop which is it's nice but you do miss that community of like you're saying getting to see other crafts people especially yeah. being motivated by them too and that's right the, the collaboration that yeah. can happen so that's that's i had no idea I'm sorry, but I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great setup. too because cool. also if you have if you have to move a five thousand pound machine in or something, yeah. all hands <laughs> on deck. It it just it just floats into the shop. It's not yeah, that it's big cool. a deal. Yeah. yeah, see me, all my friends disappear as soon as I need to dig holes in the ground or or need to move some equipment. Yeah, it's always a problem when you're moving a piece of equipment. I'm like, man, everybody's at work right now, and I know I don't have yeah. any friends. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, hey, hey, Carmen, my wife, can you come out? <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah, nice. I like it. And obviously, we want to kind of go back further, but I was curious about. Uh, when your school, you know, uh-huh. it's going to open up again. But how do how does that typically work? Is it um, do, do people need to apply to take a class with you, and they have to show some type of resume or experience, or do you have uh, various different classes and skill sets um, that um, you offer? That's a, that's a good question. You know, it's it's a funny thing. I wrestled with that for a lot of years, and and what I've learned is that just like me or anybody else, nobody is good at assessing their own abilities. It's just right. not a thing people can do. So, and, and a certain amount of experience actually doesn't even come into play because so much of the skills are so different than so general different. woodworking. Yeah. 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 So I've learned that, you know, I could have someone, I've had people walk in who've never cut a piece of wood in their lives and they do fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it really has so much more it's to do attitude, with how, right? Yeah. Attitude and ability to, to focus and learn, you know, it takes a lot of resilience because, you have to learn so much so rapidly in my courses right. that it's just that has a lot more to do with it than actually having you know time yeah time that that, that makes that makes total yeah. sense because uh, you know even when people say oh you teach it you know to me like advanced woodwork i'm like i've never had an advanced student come in my class right. it's just <laughs> yeah. it's just a name but i mean i've taken right. two other classes yeah. not enough but uh patrick uh, uh took a class with you yeah i know patrick he he helps out and teaches classes at our sure. school too so he yeah he he spoke very highly of it and, and just loved it um well he, he really sense. liked he really liked my dog a lot i think that had a lot yeah. of <laughs> that helps yeah that's she's, really cool. she's my goodwill ambassador that's awesome yeah uh, it's, it's one of those classes i would love to get out to your shop one day and, and take um just it's, it's a total difference uh 
skill set. Uh, so, so, yeah. 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 Well, by. Everyone leaves. I mean, the, the nice thing about it, it's 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 pretty easy sell because it is such a different approach that I know that everyone's going to leave with a slightly different idea of this craft um, right. than they came in with. And that's, I think, the helpful part. It doesn't matter if you ever make chairs or, or whatever, but it really right. does sort of it busts your brain open as to what the, the material is, you know, what the nature of it is. So it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. I, that's why I keep doing it. I, I never get sick of watching the light bulb go off in people's head. What, what, <laughs> that's awesome. Why don't we talk about what one of those classes is? I mean, not everybody knows yeah. you know, what the class is. What, what are the classes that you offer? Or um, what I, is an example of one, yeah. one of the well, probably the most prominent class? They, they run from like six to up to eight or nine days, depending. Um, and they vary in complexity, you know, from a simple side chair up to a very complicated rocking chair is basically the, the run of the classes. And it's, they're pretty intense. They're, they're long days. I like to work about, you know, nine or 10 hours a day. Um, so a lot of people aren't used to working that, that much, but right. I would rather us all just be in the shop for longer and take the pressure off of the time frame because it isn't just a skill-based class. It's a production class. So in, in other words, you have to, have, you have to make something and you have to do each step right. so you can do the next one. So it's, and, and is it, it very hand tool? Yeah, uh, it's, driven? it's all, it's all hand tools. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically. I mean, we use drills that have motors. Right. And uh, I'll cut out the seats on the bandsaw, but basically it's, it's hand tools. That's cool. You know, yeah. But they, they, they do their job and they do it pretty fast. So it's, and that's a lot of fun too, because it's a quiet environment. You know, everyone's able to talk throughout the experience. So yeah, that's right. kind of what I was picturing long, you know, long days, mm -hmm. but you're, you're kind of, yeah, the, the atmosphere has got to be pretty amazing. Oh yeah. And, you know, have joiners and planers and stuff going all day long. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And you're not necessarily just lined up to take your turn on the yeah. no, jig, not at all. jig on the table saw, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's a little bit about the, what that's about. It's it, They're a lot of fun. They, they, you know, they start off in one place and end up in a very different. That's one of the interesting things about it is that you have to start with like a splitting a log and by the end, you can't even remember that you split a log that week because there's so many different little <laughs> skills along the way that it's it's just this crazy transformation. And and sometimes I look at my students, I and I can literally think back to when I first did it, and it's it's a pretty powerful moment where I'm like, yeah, I remember that like that great feeling. So it's cool. Yeah. I love doing it. How long how long have you been teaching, and when did you decide you wanted to teach? I started teaching in like 2002 or three. No, probably three or four. Basically, I, I, I taught some uh, early on with Curtis Buchanan. I took a class from him oh, and, yeah. and he was teaching and he asked me if I would help him. And so he and I got in the rhythm of just sort of going places together and teaching. And that sort of got me started on it. And I kind of felt like I, you know, got good reception from my students and had a, had a sure. good time doing it. So then I just started, you know, just sort of hung on my shingle and said I would start taking students. And so ever since they've, they've been coming to me. And they've just been coming to so you. You've they've been, just been coming the... to your shop. Um, yeah, so haven't necessarily been. Yeah, out, been I, out on the circuit. I've stopped trap for a few years back. I was teaching just at North Bennett Street School, which let me teach out of their continuing oh, ed okay. program uh, when I was living just in Boston. But other than that, people have been coming to me, and I used to travel more. But boy, that wears you down. So I'm I'm yeah. trying to stop that. And now I just basically, I I did have a class out in Kentucky because my friend who runs Berea College, Andy Glenn. He runs their woodworking program. He started up a new thing with Kelly Mailer, who had a wonderful school out in Kentucky that I used to teach at. And uh, I missed that. And I heard they were starting it back up, only now it's under the umbrella of Berea. So 
I was going to go there actually in a couple of weeks, but of course we can't do that now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. How big are your classes like, or about how many students? I keep it. To, it's, it's four to six. Okay. That's perfect. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. It is perfect. I, it's funny. I used to think that like less was better, but now yeah. I think you hit this sort of nice energy point around four to six yeah. people where everyone sort of boosts everybody else in a way. Yeah. Not, they, they work yeah, off each other. They do. Yeah. It's really, it's really good. I like it a lot. It's super awkward when I've had, like one-on-one classes mm-hmm. <laughs> and people keep asking for that but i'm like i it's super <laughs> awkward <laughs> did you tell them that you may not like them enough like i might not I know, like right you. but that's the thing <laughs> they may not like me enough, you know? sure. at least when there's other people there you can just like them and not me <laughs> that's right get, you know have a good day but it does take the pressure yeah. off yeah right yeah <laughs> that's really cool yeah and you probably have a little uh, bit better chance of finding somebody amongst that group that that at least you can coexist with you know uh, instead of well and it, and it just is it's 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 a weird feeling you know it's like it like peter said they tend to work off each other and motivate each other it's just like the atmosphere is much better um at, at that four to six sure. uh, kind of ratio yeah but yeah yeah that makes very sense. cool makes sense to me and when, when you teach um you know say you have six students do you have kind of an an, an apprenticeship type thing where you have an assistant in your class that kind of helps you it, it, also it or is it usually just you it depends yeah. if it's uh on the size of the class and the complexity these days i actually um i have great timing i just hired somebody so that's cool um <laughs> <laughs> the, these days um i'm going to be having my uh, friend of mine who's a former student at uh, north bennett street school who used to work with me a few years back named charlie ryland he He's been running the, the woodworking program at Sterling College, and he decided to uh, oh, cool. to give up the glamour of that to come work with me. So Charlie's going to be helping me out <laughs> um, when we get rolling again. I mean, he's going to help me before then, but you know, he's largely going to be hopefully running a lot of the in and out day to day operations of the school. Nice hey, Peter, I I'd like to back up just a little bit. How did you get into furniture maker, uh, chair making, yeah. and where did that all? Um, yeah, well, I, I guess it started in earnest in like, basically in uh, college, you know, I went to art school in Chicago and I started Mm -hmm. going into the wood shop more and more there because I liked the people there and the atmosphere was nicer than the painting studios where I felt like the egos were a bit huge, uh, (laughs) my own included. So it helped tamp me down to know nothing in the wood shop and everyone was pretty good at at talking down to you, but it still felt better than the painting studio. So (laughs) that worked out. Um, and after that, I, I stopped going to school for a while um, before finishing. And then in that period, I just decided I wanted to seek out woodworking. And I just started, I, I got the phone book out and started calling around until someone would talk to me. And I went and I got a very, very low rated job with this guy whose business was already going under, which tells you my first lesson was the best about woodworking. <laughs> was my, you know, I was already hired by a business in bankruptcy. So we were just trying to finish out the jobs he had going on and so I worked with him for a while um, until he tried to convince me that working for free was a great idea and <laughs> and then I, I decided I should probably finish college but after that the bug was in me basically because he did some really nice high-end work but um, not the kind I do today but it was enough to sort of get me in the door to say this is pretty pretty fantastic I think once you once you get that itch it's hard to get rid of yeah now did you go back did you go back to school I did did yeah no I finished school down at the University of Illinois I I got my degree 
in photography. And then I moved to, oh, cool. I moved to New York oh. city and it was a time in New York where, you know, it was the internet, you know, boom in the late nineties, mid to late nineties. And so there was so much work around, but I wasn't really interested in computers then, you know, my foresight told me they weren't going anywhere. So I, <laughs> I, I decided to stick with the wood. So there was also tons of work in that. And it turned out those few skills I had were enough to get me in the door of a bunch of wood shops in New York. And that's really where I started learning stuff that, you know, uh, built up my value in, in the trade, you know, I guess. Nice. Yeah. And, and the type of, like what kind of pushed you towards the type of woodworking you do now? Cause it is, you know, you can't just chair making as there's, there's, it's a very different yeah. kind of chair making. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there's, there's stuff about it that I just absolutely love the idea of. And then there's stuff that just terrifies me because it's so different mm -hmm. from what I'm used to. So what, what, what kind of brought you to that? you know, path. Well, I, I was on my way out, basically, after working in New York for a while, you know, New York has a really stratified society. And I started to see which strata I was choosing, um, okay. you know, where I worked for very rich people, but they didn't want to ever see me, basically, you know, right. you go through the service entrance. <laughs> and, and I was like, wow, this is really deliciously putting me in my place. And maybe I don't want to choose that. And it was also, you know, by the time the fifth person asked me to work for free, I was like, okay, I see the writing is on the wall here. This is clearly a, a tough business. And I, I was, I was going to get out of it because I was like, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, I was in my you know, early thirties and I just wanted to live a good life, you know, as part of what I was doing as much as anything. So uh, I was like, I'm going to not do this anymore. And I decided the one thing I wanted to do if I was going to do anything was maybe, you know, use some hand tools and go down that path, you know, just for the, my own interest. And then I started down the path of making my first chair and, you know, whatever, six, eight months later, when I had my first chair done, I was like, I'll give this a shot. It was, it was so different and it felt like it sidestepped so much of the things I had issue with. Cause I, I didn't need a huge shop. I didn't need a million clients. I didn't need overhead you know, or, you know, anything like that, that was going to be crushing. Cause yeah. I, I was constantly watching people do. Yeah. yeah. You know, after you go to a few auctions for other people's workshops, you start to get the idea, you know, <laughs> of how that can work. Oh. So I, I thought I'd All do right. this thing. And I, at about that time, um, I, my wife at the time yeah. and I, we moved out to the country and I was like, well, I'll try this and see how it goes for a little while. And uh, she insisted that I get out and start showing the work well before I thought I should. But she was she was right because the interest was was good. So once it started, once they yeah. started selling, I was like, okay, now, you know, now I see this thing can be afloat. I just got to steer it. That's awesome. And did it all, that's and, really cool. And also, I'm guessing um, it's probably satisfied your creative itch. I mean, if you went to Absolutely. school for art, yeah, yeah, coming it, from yeah, because otherwise you were in you were in shops of other folks building pieces that weren't necessarily made probably your design or, or that you yeah. had much of a hand in. It was just more, you, they were just using your hands. Yeah. Well, for, and, for the work. and I was honestly, I was never that good at that. <laughs> I was never that good at just that. What, what you might call just you know, general woodworking. I just, it's, it suited me to a point, but it was when I hit the chairs that I realized that I wanted to more or less just sculpt wood, you know, and that's really what the chairs yeah, are. Cool. I just wanted to sculpt it. I just want to make shapes and, mm -hmm. and, I found it gratifying right. and, you know, and then the nice thing about chairs is it's kind of an easy sell. It's kind of like food or clothing. You know, everyone knows exactly right. what they like. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and, and this type of chair, is it, and, and I could be totally, cause I, you know, I'm ignorant when it comes to this, but when I see this type of chair and, and some even, you know, similar type, I don't know if it's like, 
post and wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm probably using yeah. the wrong terminology, sure, no, but it, it seems what appeals to me about it is it seems that's something you can produce a little bit quicker than necessary, like a stick frame type right. chair. Um, and, and now not getting into like when I see the paint stuff you do and I'm like, holy cow, that's just amazing. And obviously very time consuming, but was there an aspect of that? You said you did like more kind of higher end furniture, one of a kind pieces. Did you like the idea that this is a little more like production in a way? Um, yeah. Not, not to take away from no. at all. But yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I always liken it to going to a restaurant. You know, have you ever been to a restaurant where they right. have Chinese food, tacos and pizza? You know, I'm always a little suspicious <laughs> of those places. <laughs> so, and they do transmissions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. So, awesome. so to me, it just seemed like, wouldn't it be easier to do one thing, know what I do, and try and let people know that that would be something if they ever that's, want, they could come to me for that's it. That's awesome. And that did help out because at least I that, knew that much. I didn't have to reinvent the wheel for every client. See, I love that. I love the fact that you've mastered this particular style you know, and, and, and this way of doing things. And I think that's what I struggle with. And, you know, probably all of us, Ben and Ramon, it's, it's it seems like we're always reinventing the wheel. It's like, and I never, yes. for me personally, I never feel like I know what I'm doing. I get right. there and I finish it and, you know, it's, that's fine. But if that comes back up again, I'm itching my head. I'm going, wait, all right, yeah. what did I do? You know, it's just, it's just. Or you're doing a, a completely different piece with. Yeah. Every yeah. single time, it burns New you techniques out. Techniques and it totally yeah. burns you out. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. There are times yeah. when it's just your, your, your it, time, times when it's nice to do what you know how to do. But I also love the challenge. These days, I I try not to accept commissions for chairs that I've built a, a million of. I just want to do, you know, yeah. when something interesting right. really strikes me, and that's something that I'm into. That's a whole different ballgame. And you've so, got, you know, just going for your IG, that there, there are so many different variations mm-hmm. of you know the same type of chair or construction yeah. which are, are you could see those different challenges and and that i think the most recent one you did with the the arm that's kind of like a uh-huh. flat arm but it, then it yeah. twists you know oh, just gosh, i love yeah. that it's so yeah. Nice. Cool. yeah yeah there, there's no Beautiful. end to the uh to the forms you can do once you you know it, it really is just right. a technology style there's no style to it although there's one definitely associated with it i i look at it more like i just I like to take wood and bend it and shape it and put it back together. Right. <laughs> Do you find, is there a correlation between, so you did photography, mm-hmm. right? A uh, couple of questions. A is, uh, do you, did you do the photography for your website? Uh, not all of it, some of it. Uh, a lot of it, I, I used to have, I, I used to live in a nice small community where there was a really good photographer who helped all the artists out in the region, mm. which was great. But I, I yeah, because your website has some amazing, yeah, amazing work and beautiful yeah. photos and, <laughs> He did the he did the good ones, and it just really shows your exquisite your exquisite work. And the other question was: is is there a like a correlation between a photographer's eye and maybe some of the designs that you put together? Um, that's that's a good question. I I tend to think that an art background or an awareness of art I think is pretty helpful when it comes yeah. to making things because I I heard someone else talking about this on a podcast recently. I thought it was really great because your taste is one of your biggest assets. You know, just knowing how to make something does not make that thing appealing or valuable, no matter how much time or right. materials you put into it. It, it has to meet right. this sort of other, more esoteric requirement. And if you don't have a lot of experience developing your taste, you know, you're really missing out. My, my partner, she's an amazing uh, landscape architect and designer. 
And her taste across mediums is just freaking impeccable. That's what she gets paid for. She gets paid to walk into someone's space and look at it and decipher what might be attractive there, you know, what can be done. And I think about that. And I think that's one of those things that woodworkers, uh, and I'm so guilty of this, we, we tend to neglect as long as we possibly can, hoping that knowing how to make stuff will free us from it. Um, but yeah. that's just not the case when it comes down to the real world, uh, you know, market end of things. You know, people, you know, want to see sure. something beautiful. And I think the closer you get to loving your own work, I think is is pretty cool. And someday I hope to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think you've nailed it, so. <laughs> I don't think it matters if you like it or well, not. Thanks. We love it. I know. Right. Thanks. We 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 all ha we all have our, our our children, and we love them all the same, right? That's how. You... Uh, <laughs> that's what we tell them. Uh, I don't think my wife listens to this, but uh, my youngest, <laughs> one out of four. That, that's a pretty good. That's, that's a pretty good number. <laughs> that's awesome. So why don't we talk about? I, I, we, we talked about the chairs and the forms mm -hmm. and that the color i think that's a oh, that's a, a big thing that we need need to talk about you've yeah. got the you've got the new video sure. series but i just want to say how much i just admire and am just enthralled with the piece not only the piece itself but the color of the piece um that you did with aspen mm -hmm. Golan. sure, I sure. Just, yeah that's cool that the milk paint the color of that blows me away oh, Let's talk a little bit about sure. that. Let's talk about your, your video series that you've put together on doing milk paint. Yeah. Well, milk paint is funny because in a class, I always do demonstrations of how to do milk paint. But I look at my students and I recognize that they are hanging on by like the skin of their teeth sometimes as far as getting through the project. You know, it's, it's on day four, as I start talking about milk paint, they're like, if you tell me one more thing, you know, I, I'm going to have a mutiny on my hands. <laughs> So I just always felt like they, they didn't have the sort of brain space to be thinking finish while they're trying to put together the piece. And, and it's, so it's yeah. always remained one of those things that's, you know, I give them the answer and they don't have the question yet. And then they go home and they go, now, what do I do? So I, I really have always wanted uh, to do this video series. And if, if I didn't have as much time on my hands as I, I did, like we all do in some ways, I wouldn't probably have gotten it done. Um, but the, the, I, it's a multi-part series. I don't know how many parts yet. We'll see when I get sick of it. But um, yep. <laughs> there's one out right now, and that's the intro, and it show you how to do like all the stuff, uh, the basics and the black over red finish, as well as just introduction to the material. Right now I'm working on one that's all about saturated colors, because I think people set out to do a saturated color, and, and there's lots of ways to go off the rails, because it's a very different kind of material to work with. So I'm focusing on that in this one. And then the final one is going to be that finish that Aspen and I did, which is cool. Oh, and that's cool. just a multi-layered finish you know, built up of a red and a brown and then a, a few uh, coats of what they call peacock. Yeah. That's amazing. And and these videos are? Oh, you, you can uh, go to my website, which is petergalbert.com, or you can go to Vimeo and look me up and you'll come across it there. It's So you can you can purchase it to stream there. And it's, it's what, it's, cool. it's $39.99? Yeah, that's right. Yep. And er for, the, for the series? Yeah, and everything I add on will just be come available and I'll let everyone know. You know, I figured rather than wait till they were all done, we're all sitting at home right now, so we might as well have something to watch. Right. Right. Yeah. Plus the learning yeah. curve is, you know, insane, as you guys, as, as tech podcasters know, it's, uh, it can be a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, yeah. Peter? <laughs> I'm not implying anything. Are you inferring something? <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Well, I I think um, you, so. I had no idea that that Vimeo, yeah, is it Vimeo. Vimeo. Am I saying yeah. that right? 
familiar. I, I had no idea that, I mean, I knew that was a thing, but I had no idea that that was a way to monitor and put out videos, you know, that, that you, you know, you can monitor, yeah. you can get paid yeah. as a class, which I, I think that's, it's, it's yeah. fantastic. Cause the thing with YouTube, and we spoke a little bit before the podcast. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I have no ambitions for that channel. It was a way early on a friend got me into it and I kind of hated it in a way. Cause it's just, it was a mm-hmm. lot of work. And if you're busy mm-hmm. in the shop, you got to decide, am I going to try to be this content creator, but really I just want to build, I've got commissions. I don't have time to do that. So for what you're doing, I think makes a lot of sense, especially with, uh, and I know this is why you, you did this is because of the enlightened in, in light of this, mm-hmm. uh, COVID, uh, you can't have students yeah. out your class and, and teach. So, um, how, how does that somewhat, yeah. you have to go, I know you're still kind of learning it too, but how does that it's, kind it's, of work? It's, it they actually like? make it pretty simple. It's just that you just sign up. I think it's like $24 cool. a month or something. And then, then they oh, take okay. a percentage off of each video and then they charge you also for the taxes and some processing fees. You know, I'm sure those things will keep adding up as time goes, but, uh, but for now, it, it just seemed like a fair way for me to actually just put it out and, and, and you know, yeah. um, and to be a control freak about what I make and put it out in, in all my own uh, ways. When I was writing my book, I remember I talked to Chris Schwartz and I was like, Chris, the drawings are really starting to bring me down. I was having so much trouble getting them all done. I said, could we just hire a photographer? He said, first of all, that'd be expensive. And second of all, you're a control freak. It would never work. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I appreciated i appreciated that and have cool. been living by it ever since honesty. yeah yeah it, it, there is a good feeling when you know that you're trying to explain something and you're going to have control over all those aspects it's pretty cool yeah well and i think with the video is that it's kind of it's a little more tangible too because it's like okay i'm going to film this i'm going to do this i'm going to spend the time to edit put the work in but now i know exactly right. what i'm asking it is a class mm-hmm. it's 40 bucks or whatever it is instead of i'm going to put this on youtube which doesn't pay you squat unless you really want to be a youtuber and play like all these games and put a lot of content out there it just you get you end up getting frustrated because you're like no no yeah. that's not what i want to do i want to do a class and have people just go on click download and pay yeah that class so i think that's yeah, i think that's it fantastic seems, i think it it's seems reasonable very cool. it's it's working out okay enough for me to keep doing it at the moment so that's cool Good. and like i said i just really want this there's some information out there that i just would really you know if i get hit by a bus i don't want to be the only person who knows the way that i mix milk paint. so sure right, that's, you know hopefully that's that'll be cool. helpful yeah yeah i also absolutely. think it's very much you know quality over quantity where where youtube mm-hmm. is very much you just gotta it seems to me yeah, you gotta produce. You just, it's it's yeah. geared to, to people that will just put out, put out, put out, put out. And it's not necessarily that it's fabulous quality. It's it's it more has to do right. with the quantity. It's products. You gotta yeah. just put out knock stuff so out. I think, I think yeah. the fact that you're you know, doing, you know, a concentrated yeah. you know, distilled class where here's the yeah. information, here's everything you need to know, and yeah, there's a fee to it, but worth yeah, it. Yeah, this is it. You're not you're, you're getting everything. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I just finished editing a stupid video I had to put on YouTube because I had to finish out my semester for the community college. So they were like, you need to come up with something. So I I did on YouTube, but man, I skipped. It's still 30 minutes long and I skipped through Mm. so much information. So I was like, this is just going to kill people um, as far as YouTube goes. So 
uh, I, I like the idea of it being more of a um, kind of like a guild, an online yeah. class. It's a class, but it's yeah. online. So yeah, it's it's and, and it's a it's a net. You are you're going to get the people that want yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like they're going to come to you for yeah. that class. So I think that's pretty cool. So people can go to Vimeo and then just yeah, search yeah. Peter Gilbert. There's, there's not there's not a lot of us out there. <laughs> or go through your website. Yeah, or just yeah, go through my website. Yeah, or, either, or through the yeah, website. Which way. I think it's even yeah. also on my yeah. Instagram in the in my yeah in my Instagram. Bio still. And while you're at it, you can yeah. enjoy looking at your website or your Instagram because man, there's beautiful, oh, beautiful. stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. How much yeah. work? So I know you're you're teaching, mm-hmm. and of course that's that's changed yeah. just the last month or two. But how much commission work? or you know speculative yeah. or commissioned work um are you doing well uh right now i've got some commissions but i'm i try not i decided a while back again my timing is impeccable i decided not to take commissions about a year ago uh for a while just because <laughs> i i really wanted to focus on the school and making it everything that it can and should be and so i decided you know having the commissions was meant that every time i had downtime i felt guilty towards doing anything but my commissions you know, and then of course the class would come up and take mm-hmm. over and I was just chasing my tail. So I decided to, to, you know, bite the bullet and not take the commissions for a while. That being said, some people just don't get the message and they just kept calling. So I've got some commissions, which is great. Um, but these days it's sort of a mix right now. Again, I'm, I'm sort of focused on creating these videos and getting through that. But after that, I think I want to make, just, just make a couple chairs, you know? Right. And, and, and do you have a, a product like a product line on your web, like chairs that you have. I know you said you would prefer to push mm-hmm. yourself and do something new instead of doing the same thing again and again. But does that even exist for you right now as far as just someone ordering? Yeah, people Well, people are trying. I don't know. We're working on it. It's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah I'm working on it. Yeah. I, really what I wanted, I've yeah. been finishing up some chairs that I had kicking around the shop that I started with classes and I'm just going to be putting those up on the, on the website for sale. And then I've got some... Okay. So, and you're just putting them up as they're available type deal. I do have some commissions yeah. though. So I probably will take those on just because it's a known paycheck uh, for the time being. So I'm probably going to switch right. my gears a little bit and not focus on those as much as uh, the, the commissions I do have. But will you be yeah. doing a, right. some speculative pieces? So yeah, I, I am work? doing speculative work, but most of that yeah. these days is actually geared towards classes. I saw people were pretty excited just because a lot of folks have gotten a chance to build a, a very traditional Windsor chair. And there's some really great places besides me that you can go to do that. You can go to Greg Pennington or Curtis Buchanan um, and you could, or David Duyard. You can really go to a lot of different folks to learn that or George Sawyer, even better. Um, but I'm hopefully able to offer something else I'm doing, which is to make some more contemporary pieces and some pieces with some new, new takes on an old theme. I love that. I love that work. I mean, yeah. You've, yeah. you've also, yes. you've also had cool. like Burns. Well, Burns sort of pointed the way yeah, forward I think, in a lot of ways yeah. for this craft. I mean, his his. It's funny because I get to take credit for having taught him at one point, um, but very quickly, when when he when he came back around though, I was like, <laughs> that's oh, awesome. Well, now I need to learn a lot from you because he has so much. He's one of those those makers that's rare in woodworking, I think, in that he does have an amazing sense of taste, and I can see his response to his own work being about taste. You know, his feelings about it aren't just like. I hope I can make that joint. You know, he's really concerned about the thicks mm-hmm. and the thins and the flow, and he's just got a real eye. So I've I've been learning from from Burn for a while. Um, 
you know, a whole different attitude towards the craft. Yeah, he's amazing. That's really cool. And so now when you said, so, so back up a little bit. I went bit, to Australia like, how, to how teach and Byrne was oh, working at the school that I was teaching. And so part of his, part of his compensation, lucky boy, was to take my class, oh, I guess. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Either that or knowing, knowing what goes on, they, they probably got not pay anyway. But, um, so I got to meet him there and we were both a lot uh, more spry back then, but uh, we definitely hit it off, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the nicest That's things cool. and reasons yeah, I'm so committed awesome. to teaching is because the best people in my life have come from teaching just about. It's just, it's, there's so, so many great folks out there and it's such a self-selecting group whose idea of fun is to like work really hard with failure as a constant option, you know, <laughs> and it's just, you know, they're good to hang out with. So I feel lucky. Right. Speaking of yeah. teaching, do you want to talk about your chair? Yeah, you know, that blog? was something I mean, that came up in like, resource. you know, like I said, I still don't think this computer thing is going to catch on. But that came around in like 2007 or eight. A friend of mine said he had a blog and I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> so I checked it out. And, yeah. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And I was living out in the country. What is a blog? I just moved out there, um, you know, five years before. And I was like, that looks kind of cool. Um, and so I was like, maybe I'll try doing that someday. And I went and I sat down and I did it and I had my first post up in like 20 minutes. So I was like, well, that's not so hard. And that really became my outreach uh, for the next, you know, seven years or six years or something where that was where you could see what I was doing and I could hook up with people. And it, it, it really broadened my connection to this community, which I thought, you know, it, it did me no harm. I got most of my students, you know, came from that as well as other op- other opportunities. I think when Fine Woodworking realized that people That's were actually true. going to see me for free, they thought maybe they could finally find something for me to do over there. So it uh, it just sort of happened. Yeah, and you were just on a yeah, yeah, that was, cover. I got to say, that was, not, not that was exciting. I mean, I, you know, I've been reading it since That's the 80s, exciting. You know, and so that was pretty cool, I got to say. Yeah, that was a pretty good feeling. That's cool. Oh, thanks. It's it's fun. And, you know, they've, they've changed a lot, too. that magazine. And I'm... Absolutely. I like working with them. I've had a good opportunity to work with them and, you know, the outside to, to look at things and yeah. either not understand it or to, you know, criticize it for not doing more what you want. But man, those people work really hard and every one of them is really passionate about right. getting it right. It's, it's an impressive group. I got to say. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've had great experience. I, I would agree. Yeah. I think when I, uh, when I first got on Instagram, um, maybe, and I mm-hmm. saw, the Galbert caliper, um, I just thought it was really interesting and innovative tool. It makes me want to start sure. learning again. Yeah, sure. It's, um, that, that tool it basically is just a tool for measuring, uh, the, the, the round piece that you're turning in real time. So as it gets smaller, you actually watch the dial change. So you always know exactly what size it is. And then you just stop cutting when it's the size mm-hmm. you want. Um, yeah. It, it, Have it, you guys seen it, that, yeah. Ben? Yeah. yeah. It was just really born yeah, out of me hating smart. that time when I would step up to the lathe and had to set a bunch of calipers, you know? And then then when I finally had a glimmer of a right. thought that, like, would that work? Right. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I just stopped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. It, Without you know, turning your machine off. Yeah. So you yeah, never switch tools. Well. You just have to know what size you're trying to turn to. Um, and so I, I just played with it and I had a reasonable idea. Yeah, it kind of, cool. I had my own working version for a couple of years and students kept asking when they could get one. And then it went through some different iterations. And like everything, there was a huge learning curve, <laughs> you know, about how to, how to deal with it all. And of course you do things different if you can do it again. But at this point, it's been around, I don't know, it must be like 12 years, something like that. And it's, I still sell a bunch of them and people still seem to be enjoying them. So it's, I'm, I'm proud of it. It's a cool, it's a cool thing to have out there. Yeah, it works. Yeah, works really nice. well. I'm fortunate enough to pick cool. 
a number of years ago. Are you selling those? Are your the tools that you have? Are you the only one selling them now, or are you working? How does that work? Can you get them through? Yeah, because you used to be able to get them from. Like, That's right. Like, yeah, I used like to sell Valley that tool through all like the that. big dealers, but the thing is, is that the returns are so low then because of their their cut that. Sure. I made that tool for years but while mm. taking a loss just because of that, basically. I didn't really have the time to deal with it myself. It was easier just to let them do it. But then I realized that I was either going to have to stop making it or make it myself just because I've got other things to do with my time. And so I decided that I'd just bring it back in-house. Right. And so I, I stopped yeah. selling it to everybody else. Yeah. But the other tools that I'm a bit, you know, involved with, you know, like the draw sharp and things like that are still <clears throat> available through other makers too, other dealers. Okay. I love, pretty... I love seeing the uh, variations of that car. Oh yeah, that you have on your Instagram page, like yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, that was where, well, where you it know, it, and... it worked basically <laughs> so cool. powered by rubber band for many years. You know, it was just a simple. It was an old plane blade that I ground down, and I just <laughs> made it awesome. work. And I was like, okay, that works fine. And then things happen when you start thinking, can it work for other people? You have to start thinking different thoughts, like, well, how big is the range they want and all that kind of stuff. It, it just kept evolving, right. but uh, I learned a lot. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of yeah. creative yeah. obstacles that need to be jumped over to, to put it into for the masses, you know, for more than just your application. Yeah, it's a very different, it's a very different mindset. Yeah, so. it's very strange. It's interesting, mm-hmm. though. You know, if you go to some place where I have that mostly made is in Ohio where the injection molding is done. And I remember I sat across the table from the woodpecker tools guy. I don't remember his name. It's Rich. I can't remember his name. You know, the, the red tools, the woodpecker brand. And and he was actually meeting with the same guy I was meeting with. Oh, that day. Yeah. I remember sitting mm-hmm. across from him, watching him, you know, just have idea after idea that he was going to do. Because I think once he understood what you could do with anodized aluminum, there was just no stopping him, you know. Um, once once you get that sort of process in your brain, it really uh, it's pretty powerful. So I think it's pretty cool to kind of have a little foot in that door. It's been interesting. Absolutely, and it kind of takes takes it all, you, right? You, to, you do what you got to gotta do. Yeah, keep the dream going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Articles teach tool inventor. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is an impressive uh, uh, background. Teacher and chair maker, yeah. artist, yeah, tool maker, yeah, absolutely, author. It takes- <laughs> Takes a lot of diversification. To yeah, keep the, yeah, a lot of iron in the fire. Yeah, yeah. How, how many? No, how many books? No, do not you at have this more point. It, the one book out. Yeah, that. Well, yeah. that book. The funny thing is, I think work, I had it in right? mind. I mean, that would be sort of the cornerstone yeah. of a of a bigger series where I could continue. And then after that one nearly killed me, I was like, okay, let's let's think that through again, <laughs> genius. Yeah. How? Yeah. How long? How long did yeah. it take you to do all Well, the, the whole process was about five years. Thanks. The drawings are incredible. Five years. God. I, uh, I, I just love those kind of drawings. And, and you know, you kind of talked about this earlier, but but doing all that yourself, you're, that's right. you're creating how you want it yeah. to look. Well, drawings so are really powerful that way. Exactly you can, you you like can create things that don't exist. So, you can awesome. say... Imagine looking at, you know, this in motion or that at a molecular level. I mean, all of a sudden you can do those things and depict them and get the idea across. So I, I actually, I loved that part. Although it was, you know, by, by month six of just drawing, it was pretty insane. I was just like, okay. But it's just, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I, mean, it, yeah, I can imagine. Absolutely. Jeez. It's a, it's a powerful way to do it, but it's, it's also just daunting to 
do that many right. drawings and it seems like a great <laughs> idea i'm sure uh, you know for the first three uh, months right. of it, but then after that it's just like holy smokes yes these are wonderful well <laughs> and would you say the book you know I, I i mean i know several people that you know have done books um and they tend to all have kind of the same thought about it is that it's not necessary for the revenue that you get from the book because the amount of work you put into the book uh, it, it, it's just never quite pays back um, in that way but it does in so many other ways so you, do you feel like you see the benefits of that book as far as it helping you out with classes and, and kind of your reputation and stuff like that is, is that one of the reasons to do this or maybe it's just you really want to be able to share that, that's actually that's a really good of, question of media. Um, it's you know the nice thing is I did it with Lost Art Press, who have the best deal around for their authors. So that's cool. They they split right. everything with their authors, and it's an amazingly right. fair deal. That yeah, it really is awesome. And I don't think I could have done it otherwise. Oh, I would awesome. have felt quite uh, quite taken advantage of. So I don't feel that way at all. I feel like we've done I've done great with that. But right, definitely. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like good. a book goes a long ways towards making. You know, people always say that I wrote to me. They were like, "You wrote the book." I'm like, "I wrote a book." Like not the, it's just not a thing. Um, like you don't feel that way. You just, you almost feel like you can get trapped in time that way. Like I remember in the book, you said this, and you're like, oh crap, I, I wouldn't do it that way now. You know, it's, it's, there's yeah. just, it's, oh. it's daunting in a lot of ways for what it says, you know, and it's kind of like in, the, in woodworking in general, I think the older you get, it's kind of like being an old lion tamer. People assume you're pretty good just cause you're alive, you know? And, and I don't necessarily think that's the case. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They maybe you're just kind of not good new to stand behind, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's interesting that you would say that. Oh, so you would love that. write a book and then and then review it ten or twenty years later and think, Wow, oh, I don't yeah. do that anymore it's, and that's not true and I've changed well, it, this. It, it's horrifying. Do, 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 do it's way, utterly yeah. horrifying. It's funny because right. it, it reminds me of like, I've been watching the you know, yeah. doing these video editing and I think there's a special room in hell where they just make you watch yourself on video in loop. And it, it, it's just misery. And then as you're doing it, I've watched myself and I I'll shoot something that day and I go home at night and I'm like, well, that's just patently wrong. Like, why would I say that? And, and so it's, no. Yeah, that's yeah. right that's and, right and then you wait for people yeah, to so, call you out so when anyone shit, ever plays you know, up like, the, oh, the previous God. material i always like yeah. to play it down because it's like oh i did my, i did my best at the time and and we'll take full credit for trying <laughs> right right that's awesome yeah no that's really cool yeah well, well the, the plans, plans too. uh for Jeez, the book please. came along they don't like to yeah. do plans at lost yeah. art press generally because, uh, t and I don't blame them because ever since we did plans, people okay. just love to pour over that with the like engineer's eye and tell you, you know, exactly what's wrong. Um, but then the other plans I put uh, out recently with, with, just, with Jeff Lefkowitz, who is yes. really generous yeah. and skilled as a, as a draftsman. Um, he's been doing Curtis Buchanan's plans and Brian Boggs's plans. And um, so he's doing some plans for me now, which are really sweet. He's oh, wonderful. Cool. He's also doing one of Burns' plans, which I'm really excited about. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, well, like like you said, you have Got to, you have to going it. on. But it's also fun because it's interesting. Like I've always had a lot of yeah. uh, things that excite me, and I try to try to incorporate them. Right, and it allows you to to be selective in what you want to do and how you want to live your life um, by having these many different revenue streams that That's may right. not all 
no, not not one particular one may pay the bills, but it, it right. kind of helps you not have to well, there's, do mass there's, a, there's another thing about that that I noticed years do. ago, which is so, yeah, I, that's awesome. I can relate to my clients to a certain degree because I, I like to buy certain nice things. I like to collect artwork and interesting things from people. So I can kind of relate, but I'm, yep. not, I'm not super materialistic. I don't have a lot of things, but I can totally relate to the people who want to make something. Like I learned a while back, I was like, wow, those people I, I'm right in line with automatically. Mm -hmm. And so serving that community has always felt pretty natural, you know, be it a right. tool that I want them to have access to or information that's, that's like my, my people. So I feel, I feel really good about that end of it. And it just has always stuck with me. Yeah, that I'm comfortable yeah. with that. And, and you're making something that benefits those folks because you've maybe have found something that really benefits you. That's right. Um, so yeah. you automatically think, well, shoot, this could be something that could benefit a lot of folks in their in their endeavors, in their shop, in their, whether yeah. it's their livelihood yeah. or their pastime, you know, uh, yeah. it just makes things better. Yeah. And we all know more enjoyable. We, yeah. Oh no, it's just, we all know what it is and to do something really the yeah. hard way. Sorry, go ahead. And there are times when that's a benefit and there's times when it's just not <laughs> when somebody could just save you that effort of slogging through something foolishly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, once I've slogged through myself, I go, Oh man, that'd be nice to let someone else know before <laughs> they they spend the time to 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 struggle that way yeah. right yeah absolutely yeah my my mentor always jokes um because you know he he didn't do an apprenticeship or anything he just started you know building furniture and did did a lot of things the wrong way and just kind of learned from his mistakes and then i worked for him for seven years as an apprentice and you know he's 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 like, man, even right. those jokes, like, I didn't have that opportunity. I'm showing you this stuff, <laughs> which he happily, <laughs> happily did. But it is, it's, it, it, it elevates you a lot quicker when yeah. you can learn from someone yeah. that's, that's kind of gone through that yeah. hardship. Yeah, and you can stand on your shoulders. And we all do. It's a heck of a lot better. Oh, yeah. So. Well, that's, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's funny too, like, at the time, like, like right now, of everything that's going on, I just found it really interesting that, it's the people that have taken classes, the people that appreciate the content that I put out are the ones that are willing to, to try to help you get through this time. And the people that the clients that are paying the top dollar for the commission pieces, not all of them, <laughs> but a lot of them are not paying because those are the ones that disappear, <laughs> you know, cause they're like, my stocks are down and it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It kind of makes me nah, rethink makes, things. Maybe I, I want to go a different direction. Yeah, the, the, the woodworking community is just, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's I, I love it. Yeah. I feel really, I always feel pretty safe with that. Yeah. I feel if I'm going to make yeah. an investment, that's a pretty good place to make it because the people are so generous and thoughtful, you know? Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They really appreciate yeah, it's, it's what a good, you good, do. It's a good, yeah. it's a good that's, thing. I don't, I don't sweat cool. that part anymore. You know, yeah, I don't worry about that. It's a fantastic community or, you know, a platform like Instagram, for instance. And I'm just talking about the woodworking realm. I'm sure it relates to metalworking and all these other crafts. But you have some situation or problem and you can just put it out there and you're going to get bombarded with with ideas and suggestions and all these people, you know, offering offering help. It's, uh, it's a pretty amazing. Thing. Like how to fix your rivet knife on your. That you screwed. That you screwed. <laughs> <laughs> that I, oh gosh, I felt like I felt so silly, but it, yeah, none of that would have happened without Instagram. You know, if I would have been right. in my own shop, 
I want yeah. to realize how, how dumb I am. <laughs> <laughs> it took Instagram to show me. But it happened quickly. I mean, I got I got a Felder rep that uh, a guy reached out and said, "Hey, let me give you a, let me give my Felder rep a call," and he he set up the paperwork. And then I got a, a call from another um, Felder tech, and uh, he oh, that's so the cool. process. And boom, there you go, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> you bent that pole. But it was it, it, it was in the same amazing. day, and just yeah, I it's love freaky. that. I, it's I love it's that. amazing. It, was, it is amazing. And I don't have any issues asking for help, man. I'm I'm always like, all right, guys, I'm gonna figure this out. And people just jump on it. They love it. They're like, oh, I can help out. Hell yeah! It's like just wonderful. And sometimes, it's, you know what? Not anymore. It used to be a lot of trolls and stuff, you know. And you just kind of ignore them. But it seems I don't know. It seems like there's less of that on on Instagram. Yeah, and, I don't you know, see Facebook any of that anymore. That, yeah, yeah, I I, so I think it's kind of I I remember when I really cool. I'm just thinking back um, when I first got on Instagram I was doing the drawings for my book, and I would post them on occasion and honestly it's it's absolutely truthful to say the encouragement I got from the people there helped me stay focused and do it I was so I was in kind of a dark place and I was just like oh my god how yeah. do I get out of this mm, yep. just that little glimmer of people getting excited for it really helped me immensely yeah yeah. Yeah, keeps you pumped. Yeah, that's cool. That's what it should be. It does. Yeah. It, it helps. You know, yeah. you you want to think, um, or it helps to think that that the stuff that you're doing is is a benefit. Yeah, you know, it's beneficial to somebody. Sure. Otherwise, if it just feels like this is, you know, no, there's no benefit yeah. out of this. This is just drudgery, and I'm, I'm just gonna. And so it's it's nice to have those comments and those different things. That's, that's why we do this podcast, you know. <laughs> so if you feel like leaving a comment and a five star rate, absolutely. Going back to, to teaching, we talked a little bit about your work and 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 the video and that, but I kind of want to hear what is your connection with North Bennett. So mm-hmm. you, do, you do the teaching at North yeah, I, oh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of, that. of that place. Um, I started teaching there, I don't know. I, I went there a couple times, I think, with Curtis in pre-2010 or around then. And then I moved to the area. I moved to Massachusetts from New York. And then I started hooking up with uh, Dan Fea, who runs the program. And he set me up to start teaching over there. Um, and about the last five or six years, I've been doing it in their continuing ed program. But I also get a chance to teach their cabinet program. So every January, I spend my month there. This time I had 24 students. It was insane. But it's so cool because you're you're never going to meet a more motivated, you know, dynamic group of people who are trying to do this. You know, it's this amazing concentration that you get there. And when you say cabinet making, I don't know most of our listeners. No, like, no, they, it's uh, it's their it's not they call it their furniture and cabinet program, cabinets. but they prefer cabinetry, <laughs> I guess, uh, or furniture program. But um, yeah, thanks for clarifying that. But cabinet, it's yeah. a great program, and you know, I always uh, joke that basically no. I don't have any kids. I just wait till they're about twenty-five and have been through North Bennett, and then I adopt them, because uh, because that's when they're that's when they're super handy. <laughs> 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 is that what you're saying yep. so i've got a little bit of time my oldest is 11 <laughs> and i had him out there digging holes with me and he just started one hole and he yeah. started <laughs> like, dad can you help i'm like i'm gonna <laughs> yeah so, something like that it's you know it's funny it's because you, you can walk okay. through right. there and just the, the, the diamonds stick out you know when, you, when i went through and i saw you know aspen she never took my class while we were there 
while I, when I was teaching there, she never, oh, yeah. she, you know, it's an elective and she didn't take it. Okay. But I walked through and I immediately noticed the work she was doing and, and uh, befriended her because I was just like, okay, yeah, there's, there's some talent there. And there's, Gravity, there's a lot of people like that. It, I'm yeah. really fortunate. I've gotten to, to, to work with a lot of amazing folks. Well, it seems like, uh, I mean, we've had, how, how many North Bennett grads have we had? Probably we've like had a, a handful at least, on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, Lights out. One of my yeah. favorite things to do there, because I, I'm not kidding when That's I say amazing. that I'm, I'm a mediocre at best at, at most woodworking that you put in front of me. So when I walk around that school, like I'll see students who didn't know a thing when they got there. And I knew them at that point, because that's when they tend to give them to me, um, is only a couple of months after being there. But then I'll walk through like a year later and I'm like, holy crap, I have no idea how you do what you do, you know, after just a year in it. And I'm just like, and I, you know, when I first started, I used yeah, to think, oh, cool. I'm going to, I want to know everything. Right. Like, I want to know everything. And now I've kind of relaxed and I enjoy the mystery of it. I'm like, I have no idea how you do that. And I don't, I don't want to know. I just love that you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Well, you start, I think that reality kicks in too. You're like, if, if you want to really, that's what I like the idea of what you've done is, and, and Burn Channel, like you've mastered this particular way of doing something. And that really appeals to me. Um, and, and, and I feel that there are very few people that are kind of masters at many, many different ways of doing things. Um, but yeah, that, I, I like that, that focusing on that, that one thing and, and, and being, becoming really good at that one thing. And then if you need some marquetry done, you just get Ramon to do it. You know? It's like, <laughs> but Aspen, when she was on the podcast. I'll send you a check. <laughs> Wait, I've already paid you, buddy. Wait, no, I said I'll send you a check for that little plug. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was thinking, wait, have I paid you? <laughs> but, but when Aspen was on, I can't remember that, you know, this mm-hmm. is the point, like you said, when you write something in a book, it's it's there forever. So you got to kind of stand by it. And I, I have a terrible memory, so I can't remember what she actually said. But we were talking and looking for her work. And, and you kind of alluded to it, like, you know, they start a program you see them and it's like they don't know a whole lot and then a year later you're, you're kind of like holy cow you did that but man she just started listing off like yeah. the things she's done and we're looking at her portfolio and it's just like <laughs> wait how long yeah. have you been doing this right. she, no she's a bit of a perfect storm for like, for this uh end of this. things there's just there's not a lot that come through like like her and it's, it's <laughs> i feel really lucky we, we get to work together and play sometimes it's it's pretty cool yeah well, she she spoke yeah. very highly of you. Well, you know, like I said, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank we, you. We didn't we didn't believe a word she said. But, just just yeah, do no, one no, little thing, and, so and we better have you. And on. Don't worry, someone will mistake it for you know real mastery. That's that's a that's the beauty part. You'd be you'd be shocked at how little I know in so many ways. It's it's pretty stunning. So Peter, let's. I, I, we had a conversation. Oh, when when I had called you and we were talking about about doing the podcast but i thought it would be interesting to to you know uh, let other people kind of hear this we, we were talking about aspen and we were talking about like your approach and and her approach and and how you thought you know it was so interesting with her that she seems to be able to absorb everything and then like put um her own take on it even you know all these outside influences but then take those out outside influences in and then put something that is mm-hmm. her own spin on it. And you were talking about almost that you almost feel, and I, and I can feel somewhat the same way in that you almost kind of want to close yourself off because you're afraid of 
basically mirroring um, outside influences. Do you want to talk a little bit to that? No, no, I, I, I know what you're saying. It's, you know, it's a funny thing. I think a lot of woodworkers <laughs> and I are like me. I'm very introverted, which means I, I live, you know, very comfortably in my own head for weeks on end um, and come up for air on occasion, which is why it's it's been kind of funny that, you know, having to be isolated now, I'm reminded of all the years I spent like this. Now with as many students as I have, you could mistake me for someone who's at ease around people constantly. But I, I like to, like, marshal all the input into my brain a lot of the times and really mull things over. So sometimes for me, new information can be overwhelming. You know, it, it takes me a while to process it and put it into a useful place. Yeah. And then you'll meet someone like Aspen who's so, it, I mean, that's her superhero power. She's able to take in new information without it damaging her on the way in. So she can just filter out what she needs. Uh, she knows what she likes. That's the mm -hmm. other thing that she can do that I still have trouble with. And she goes right for it. And I think that's one you know, there are certain things that I think we don't talk a lot about in the woodworking end of things because they're, they're not highly prized, but I think they're exactly what matters, some of these things. And that's definitely one of them. The ability to process information, take what's of value, and let the rest be is, is pretty hard to do. I always find new information to be pretty overwhelming. I have to, like, right. tinker in my shop for a long time with my head down before I feel like I understand, you know, what's going on. Um, right. So, yeah, it's it's... It's a lot. Of, I think it's about input. You know, I think you know when you're when you're introverted, input is the challenge. Well, and, and there's so much, you know, like, uh, and as you know, you're a teacher, and I, I'm a teacher too, and and I'll see students, and they've read every article out there, and you know, there's 20 million different ways to do a particular mm -hmm. thing, and sometimes that too yeah. much information ends up crippling them, um, which sounds yeah. crazy, but it's like. They don't know how to take in the information and just kind of get rid of the stuff you don't need and just focus in on one thing. Sometimes when you have, and I've, I've done, I felt like I was there just about six months ago because I had right. 20 different ways to do a st stupid mortise and tenon. I'm like, yeah. Why? like, I liked my life yeah. better when I had that one way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I knew what I was doing today, you know, it's like, we all know more than we can do with the current way woodworking about. works and the way that we're brought up in it. We're brought up in it in a very scattershot manner, I think, whereas there's a lot of information all over the place. So everyone's gathering it from the internet or magazines or a class. Right. And in the end, you've got all this experience in your brain that you've never even done. Never done. Yeah. yeah. This is that's what I call a book smart woodworker and not actually practical. And I've definitely, which I love, and, I, and I've learned just as much from that too, because I'm not, I'm heavily dyslexic. So I, I, I honestly, I just did an interview and I had to tell them about the books that motivate me. And I, I had wow. to turn around. So, you know, really it's the pictures because I haven't read it. Um, mm -hmm. But, but you have students that are that way. And a very very yeah. small and have read everything, but they haven't actually done any of it. Yeah, I think watching um, students has, has been really yeah, interesting. interesting. One of the most interesting things that's happened that's like, to me since I started was watching how people learn this. It's crazy. Everyone learns so differently. So different. Yeah, that's like a topic of uh, sharpening. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't oh, go there. <laughs> we have the six hour have to delete this episode again. <laughs> Yeah, we actually did one. We got into we started what? Yeah, oh. we did the whole thing. Yeah, we, we did the whole thing. Grab we deleted it. We were like that was that was terrible. I love it. Me and Ramon got in a big fight. 
Call let us never speak of it again. Names. <laughs> <laughs> right? We were like, we, we said we weren't going to be that podcast. Like, this is not what this is about. We can blame Ben. It was his, he's but, the one that brought it up. It was totally it was his my fault. idea to dump it is what it was. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shoot. This has oh, been thanks. this has been fantastic. I really, so I really have so um, cool to get to hear from you. It 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 always motivates me. Yeah. Is there anything that you would like to share with the listeners as far as you know your your website or anything that you have sure, coming up? Sure. I mean, if yes. you want to talk about your uh, milk paint video series, yeah, that's again, really what I'm working on right now. Video, as far as class, any, any, my classes are really uncertain for this entire year. I think I might have lost the whole year in classes, depending on how things go, just because. I, you know, I don't have the strongest mm. immune system and I think I could, could run into some real trouble right. with this. And the problem is I have people travel from all over to take classes, which is just great because of all the interesting people. But you can't say to somebody now, well, you might be across from somebody from another country tomorrow and, and have them be comfortable. And I can't imagine when we'll be back to that place. So yeah. we'll see what the year has to go with that. So I think you could expect to see more videos from me oh. is the long way of yeah, saying yeah. that. Um, and you can get those on my website. Uh, there's a page on there, petergalbert.com, right. or you can just go to Vimeo and look me up and, uh, or follow me on Instagram. I'll be announcing uh, when things are coming up then. And I'll keep folks up to date as to what the classes are doing. But now I have students who had canceled classes I have to accommodate. So yeah. it might be till next spring or summer <laughs> until I can even think about new students. We'll see. Yes. Sure. So, right, so what right. you're going to do is yeah. when the classes do resume, you're going to you know, basically satisfy the, the folks that Absolutely. Had, had classes yep. with yep. you. Yeah, I want to take care of those folks right? first, and then we'll yeah. see where we go from there. Yeah, just just play it by ear. The good news is I'm going to have Charlie here sure. soon, and he's a really right. great teacher and worker, and we're going to work together to just, I think it's going to be really spectacular when we do get it back going, because he's, he's a huge asset. So I'm really excited about that, actually. So, hey, Peter, do you want to talk a little bit about um, where people could find your chairmaker's notebook? Uh, yeah, you can get that directly through Lost Art Press. Uh, they sell through a couple other small venues, but mainly they, they try and send things out themselves. Okay. So, yeah, so that's the best place to go for that. And do you have a video with them? Yeah, yeah, also? I did. I did a, uh, a um, if you need to watch me turn for a few hours, you can uh, <laughs> check out the video on turning, uh, which I, I'm real proud of. It turned out uh, really nicely as well. So you can get that directly from them. They stream that. They stream that video. So yeah, it's, so you, it's just you a stream download. It, that's right. You just watch it through their website. They're they're you know they're living in uh, twenty twenty five. I guess I don't know. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah, so cool. Is that so? Is that like a is that a class? Like is uh, that something you pay and then you get to download it, or is that just oh like for free? Like how, how does that work? Oh no, it's just you just it's uh you just pay at their website. There's a paywall, and then you just okay. pay, and then you, and then you can yeah. Then so you it's, can a, stream it's a it. little class. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, so it's it's it, you know it's a soup to nuts thing on turning is but you know I'm self-taught turner, which I always think in some ways is an advantage because it means I spent a lot of time as a beginner, you know right. most people right. take a class and then learn and then move on. I right. spent a good ten years that way so. figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Nice. And then you've got a you've got a video with Lee Nielsen too. Is that the same situation? No, actually, no. They I think they stream, but they also have a physical copy as well. And, and that one is basically a primer on green woodworking. It's, it's based on a project, which is this cool little firewood carrier that I learned from David Sawyer. But really it's about how to look at green woodworking, what it takes to look at a log, split it up, 
shave it down, sharpen your draw knife, start bending, start joining. It's it's sort of the, wow. the beginnings of chair making. I'm, I'm really proud of that one. It, it turned out really well, but it sort of lurks in the background, I think, because it, it doesn't have a chair in it. Um, but it's sort of like the very, the very beginnings of everything you'd need to know. Nice. And is that like a, I mean, that sounds like it'd be a, it's not just one video, right? It is. I mean, is it like, it is. So yeah, I, pretty... talk, I, I talk really fast. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like a lot of information right there. <laughs> it is. When we were That's filming cool. it, the, the cameraman was like, wow, you're, you're really packing it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Get your money's worth right there. That's right. That's yep. cool. Charge him by the pound here. <laughs> And then you've got, and one more thing, you've got um, yeah. article coming up with Fine I Woodworking, do. is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I was supposed to do a presentation at this year's Fine Woodworking Live on the same Tell topic, which is, which is spoke shades. <laughs> yeah. Oh, were you going to be there too? Yeah. 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 This was going to be my yeah, Peter. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it is such a fun event. I really, I love going to that thing. So oh, I was, yeah. I was actually yeah. really, it was in the middle of a very cramped month for me, but I was really looking forward to it. Um. Basically, it's an article all about spokeshaves, sort of like what I've uh, found over the years is most useful to me and why I think there's differences between different styles and where you might find one more applicable than another is basically what that is. And that's going to come out this fall. I'm working on it right now with the editor over at Fine Woodworking. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Will will there be a Caleb James? Yeah. You know, yeah, I've been bullying Caleb to up his production because I'm like, listen, pal. (laughs) <laughs> you better get you ready. Better, you better make some smoke tapes because sometimes an article is all it takes to really knock out yeah. the, uh, the public interest. So, yeah, yeah, and he's working on that. Actually, he's got some real exciting stuff in the, in the pipeline. But one of the reasons I wanted to do this is because Caleb has done what I didn't know could be done, which is he's he's literally changed the game on what some of these tools can do. I've No one has ever made a spoke shape that's as easy to, to use in these incredibly tight curves and can do as much as his. So right. I was pretty excited because I, I wanted to show the world, like, hey, check it out. This is something – Caleb really achieved. It's very cool. I love seeing that progression in, in craft, any craft really, but you know, that's, you know, 10 years, 20 years ago, there were like all these set standards and then, you know, to all these different people on social media, all these different platforms and everything is evolving. I love that yeah. uh, right, evolution. Right. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I had a really fun moment with Caleb. I was at his house teaching a class and I handed him one of my favorite old spoke shapes. And I just watched as he just looked over the thing and then about uh, three minutes later, he starts explaining to me how he could make that. And he <laughs> lost me in about a sentence. I, I just, I could not follow where his brain went, but he just nailed it right off the bat. I swear, I watched him, you know, you've all probably seen his spoke shaves. They're just exquisite. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. And I swear that happened in three minutes. And That's I just, amazing. I'd never seen anything like it. It was really, it was really cool. So then, of course, uh, knowing Caleb, the functionality is is there as well. So it's not just beautiful. So I'd, right. I'm, I'm really fond of, of that. It's a and, cool and moment. He's- probably really hating himself for french polishing every single one of them. he really is <laughs> he, he is trying so hard to not care that much he really is but he just can't help himself <laughs> once he starts yeah. yeah cool well that's exciting is that uh being postponed also because of all this you know, I thought it would be, but then the editor's like, hey, get off your butt. <laughs> and so I was oh, like, okay. well, okay, maybe it's not being so postponed. I thought it w- kind of would be, and I've been trying to do some other things, but we're, we're, we're pushing it now. I don't know how we'll do the photography or when, but probably in a month or two, we'll be yeah. able to get together and do that, I hope. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. Well, super cool. Thank you. Th- thanks so much for being on, Peter. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it's it my was pleasure. wonderful to 
wonderful to have you. Um, you know, like I said before, we were all you know super excited that that you actually agreed to do this with us. Um, <laughs> so I really really do appreciate it. It's like I, I've said numerous times before. This is the this is the most fun part about the podcast having getting to hear mm-hmm. people. It's the only fun. You know, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but getting to, getting to hear people's perspectives, you know, people that, that whose work we admire and and absolutely and look up to, you know, it's just it's neat to to get a chance to hear your voice and hear your and story, your backstory, yeah. and yeah, well, get, get to well, sit thanks. down with you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it's been that. Fantastic. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I do appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate well, it, Peter. Cheers. My, my pleasure. <laughs> Ramon, you want to get us out of here? Yeah, you bet. Thank you all once again for listening in on another episode of Woodworkers Podcast. We always appreciate it. If you have any questions about this show or past shows or suggestions for topics for future shows, shoot us an email and that's info at woodworkerspodcast.com. Also, we would appreciate it if you could leave us a rating over at iTunes. That will help us with our ranking. And so, on behalf of Ben Brunick, Philip Morley, and the super talented and creative Peter Galbert, I'm Ramon, and we'll catch you right here on the next show that we call Woodworkers Podcast. Thanks a ton, guys. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, Peter. Thanks again. My Thanks, pleasure. Peter. Appreciate it. Thanks, Peter. Take care. Ciao. Ciao, yo. Yeah.